Welcome, Wildcat fans, to Weber State Weekly, a member of the Big Sky Podcast Network. I'm your host, a man who would give up Diet Mountain Dew for maybe a day if we beat the Aggies on Saturday, Sean Lewis. On today's pod, we've got a man who will give up Twitter for a week if Weber State beats the Aggies on Saturday, Dustin Chapman. Anybody who knows me knows what a sacrifice that would be. A man who is willing to live in a tent on top of the Stewart Library to ensure a Weber State win over USU on Saturday, AC. It can't be that cold outside, right? Plus, it would be worth it if we beat the Aggies. And finally, a man who will eat vegetarian for an entire week if the Wildcats pull off a victory, Mr. John King. I'm willing to make the sacrifice and Chappie as a resident meat expert of this podcast. Uh, please don't judge me for that. I think we're all in support of that sacrifice. Anything to get a win against the Aggies. On today's show, we have a player interview. We bring back senior guard Isaiah Brown to talk about uh, the victory over out of state and give us a couple of little things about uh, his performance and preview of the next week. We've got women's basketball insider, Brooke Minnick to talk about the women's basketball team. And we've got a preview of Saturday's tilt with the Aggies with Herald Journal sports editor, Sean Harrison. But before we get into the show, please subscribe, follow, and join us at Weber state weekly at gmail.com facebook.com slash Weber state weekly at Weber state weekly on the Twitter and the Insta. And of course our website, Weber state weekly.com. All right. Welcome to the show. Uh, senior guard, Isaiah Brown, uh, We've only seen you guys once in action against Adam State last week, and you shot 50% from two and three, 90% from the line. Isaiah, IB, you feeling locked in already? Uh, yeah, I think it was good to finally get going. Um, you know, it's been, I don't even know how many months or days in between. It feels like it's been like two years since we, you know, we're, we're playing a game. Um but yeah, it was it was definitely you know great to compete against somebody else finally and get out there and, and you know kind of get going with the guys and uh, I think you know we obviously it's the first game we got some stuff to kind of figure out early and, and, uh, and kind of get into the rhythm of things. But I thought once we you know once we settled in, kind of on both ends of the floor, got going a little bit and um, you know took care of business. So. Now you led the team in minutes. Uh, do you think that that trend is going to continue throughout the season? Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, I'm, I'm there to do whatever's asked. So, you know, if I need to play, you know, 30 or whatever it was that I played, or if I need to play 40 or if I got to play 50, you know, just, uh, you know, whatever whatever the team needs me to do, whatever coach, you know, coach's plan is, um, you know, my job is to be prepared to, you know, to, to do whatever that, that, you know, whatever that's, whatever that encompasses. So, um, but yeah, man, you know, I, I don't, you know, I want to be out there as much as I can. So I know coach is going to take me out. So, uh, cause he's not going to let me play tired. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try to be on the floor as much as possible. So I'd be first games are always, there's always a lot to improve on. And I mean, I'm sure there's a list of laundry list of things, but what, what was the takeaway for you guys on things you need to work on, uh, going forward after that game? Uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing for us was we gave up too many offensive rebounds um, and just kind of rebounding in general from like a mentality standpoint. I think, um, you know, we definitely, you know, the, the feeling immediately after was, you know, we, we know we got to do a better job on the boards, um, on the offensive boards and the defensive boards. Just going to hit guys, pursuing the ball, you know, having a little bit more of a tougher mentality. 
um, in that aspect of the game. And that's everybody, not just bigs, you know, but that's guards getting down there, digging out some balls and, and you know, making sure the guys aren't flying in. We got to box out so um, we can get out in transition, you know what I mean, and, and, and play a little bit faster, but we got to secure rebounds. So um, that was the biggest thing. Um, you know, turnovers are going to come. We definitely had a few more than we uh, than we would have liked, especially early. Um, but just, you know, playing at the right pace, um, the turnovers we did, you know, we do have, make sure that they're aggressive turnovers um, and things like that. Um, but I think the rebounding, you know, was, was kind of the biggest thing for us uh, right away that we needed to, to kind of shore up from that game. So, I'd be, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about your individual game. You come in your first game with Weber State, and you get you collect your career high in points. Like, you just looked phenomenal. You were so zoned in. What's it like for you out there? Does the game slow down for you, or is it something that is this something that's new for you? Um, no, I mean, honestly, I, you know, um, I, you know, we, we, put in a lot of work and, you know, work and you expect to play well and you expect to make shots and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I'm never surprised with how I play and I'm always just, you know, I want to go out and and whoever I need to be that night for us to win, like we're supposed to, then, you know, that's who I got to be. So, um, but no, I mean, I, you know, I expect to make shots and, and, you know, make plays out there and, and try to put my teammates in the best position. That's my job. Um, and, and, you know, be aggressive and, and make plays and put pressure on the defense and things like that. So um, definitely not new. Um, I was definitely eager, you know, to get out there and, and, uh, and be able to do it with this, you know, with this group. And um, it was fun. I mean, I just, you know, we had fun. I, ha- I had fun playing and, and competing. And, you know, basketball is uh, is the best thing in the world, you know, and, and you get to compete like that. So, um, yeah, just uh, – you know, got to continue to do that. You know, that game is in the past now, and um, you know, I've got to come out and, and try to be the same type of guy tomorrow night. Isaiah, I mean, we've only had one game um, so far this season against Adam State. Obviously, you know, the Dixie State game being canceled. Um, you know, also, um, obviously, you didn't get to watch the game on the internet, but the feed was going in and out um, uh, the entire yeah, time. <laughs> so um, one question I wanted to, you know, w- ask you is that if, if someone had never seen you play before, how would you describe the way that you play to them? Um, I, I think I'm, you know, I've always kind of prided myself on not having any holes in my game and, um, you know, being a guy that could do everything on the floor, um, everything to score it, you know, score it all three levels, shoot the three, mid-range, get all the way to the rim, um, being able to find my teammates and set guys up, put people in, you know, in the right position and then defensively being a playmaker on that side and and being able to lead and, and, and things like that. So, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I have a, an aggressive mentality, a, a score force mentality, um, and that allows me to, you know, hopefully draw, you know, a couple of defenders and be able to set my teammates up as well over the course of the game. Um, but just a guy that knows how to play the game in the right way. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a, uh, you know, a, a, an efficient player and, and a guy that, um, you know, can get hot and things like that and, and plays the game with a certain flair. And uh, just going to be, you know, on a, a kind of a night-to-night basis, depending on how the game is going and what we need. So, 
Um, but, you know, my teammates know I'm always, you know, I'm always in go mode, always in attack mode. So, um, you know, any given night could be one of those nights or whatever, and, and uh, we just go out there and compete. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess if I had to do it, that would be a really long answer. Well, well, thanks, IV, for coming on the show with us tonight uh, after leading Absolutely. the team against Adam State with 26 points and four assists. Um, real quick, 10-second answer, um, Tavian Percy going down so early in the season. How does that affect the team? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, that's, you know, that's our brother, man, and that's um, – injuries is the worst thing about sports. Yeah. Um, so, it's tough, um, but he's a dog, and he's going to get back, and, you know, he's already – uh, you know, turned his focus to his rehab and, and um, you know, I, I can't yeah. wait to see him, you know, come back and, and what he's going to be able to do with the time off and, and things he's going to be able to add to his game. So okay. um, I know he'll be good. He'll be, he'll be straight. We look forward to him coming back. IB, thanks so much for coming on the show. Best of luck with you uh, against Westminster on Tuesday and uh, against the hated Utah State Aggies on Saturday afternoon. Um, best luck to you and, and to the team. Uh, go Wildcats. Give Absolutely. a couple dubs for us. Absolutely. Will do. Thank you, fellas. I appreciate it, man. Thank you guys for having me. All right. Thanks to senior guard Isaiah Brown, IB, for coming to join us. Now we turn our attention to the women's side of the Purple Palace, and we bring in uh, Wildcat faithful women's basketball insider and friend of the program, Brooke Minnick. Brooke, how are you tonight? Good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. So glad to have you back to talk about uh, uh, Wildcat women's basketball. Um, so we're going to kick you off with this. The, the Lady Wildcats have now played three games. What, the, what have you seen that you've really liked about the, the three games that we've seen so far? I've liked a lot of the individual play, actually, with like Darren Hickok and um, Jaden Matthews. Um, Emma Torber did a little, did some pretty good things yesterday or once whenever they played Boise State. <laughs> All the days run together now. Um, just mostly the individual play. Um, they're still kind of trying to figure it out as a team, but those those couple players have really stood out to me. And also Dominique Williams, she's done some pretty good stuff, some good rebounding, and that's about it. <laughs> we, we should mention that the Wildcats are 0-3 with losses to Grand Canyon, Texas A&M International, and Boise State, uh, as we record this, was just yesterday, the last loss. So, Brooke, I'm curious, coming into this season, I kind of felt that the team was going to be relying a lot on inner development. They weren't bringing in a whole lot of new faces. They had kind of this young core of freshmen that we were all hoping would pan out this season. I want to get your take on how you think the team has developed from last year. How, how much you think they've improved? What areas you think they've improved in? Um, I think they're starting to mesh a little bit, it's, but it was hard last year with a lot of the injuries with Dominique and Cheyenne and, and then just a, a lot of freshmen playing like, um, Ashley Toms and, um, Ula Chamberlain. Um, I think they're starting to grow a little more. They're starting to kind of insert themselves and, and even Corey, I think she, she, she did struggle a little bit playing point guard last year, but I think she's, she's finding her way. Um, it kind of seems like she's not playing as much point guard this year as she did last year. Um, I think, I think they're still meshing and it's, it's kind of obvious. It's hard. You know, you wanted it to be huge improvement this year, but I, I think they're, they're getting there. They've got to cut down on turnovers and the rebounding, get more. They've been doing really well at rebounding and especially individually. Um, Jaden had, 
um, 18 uh, of her own on, um, was it against Grand Canyon? It was against uh, Texas A&M International. She had 18. So I think that they're, they're doing well individually, like I said, but I think there's, I think they're starting to come together a little bit better. Um, but individually, I think they're, a lot of them have been growing. So we talked about ways they've improved from last year. Is there any way that you think that they've regressed or are fallen backwards? Um, I'm looking at the statistics and seeing the shooting percentage go down in every game. Um, is that something that stands out to you or is there something else that you think that maybe isn't quite as good as last year? I think it, I think that is one of the biggest things that's kind of regressed. Um, they've always kind of struggled at times, which gets them in the hole in a hole. And it has been apparent that that's been a major issue. It seems like only one person is hitting shots or none of them. It's not all of them hitting shots and, and it's gotten worse, <laughs> which is terrible. But, um, but I, yes, I do think the shooting is one of the biggest issues that they've had so far. So Brooke, I guess my question is where do they go from here? I mean, I, you know, um, they had a rough go. They have had for a couple of years. Uh, like you mentioned it, people want things to improve quickly. And that's just, that's really not how life really ever, almost ever works. <laughs> so, so where do they go from here? How, how do things, how do they go going forward from, from right now? I think they've got to play smarter. They, at times they're either too selfish or not selfish enough. And like, or does that sound the same? I don't know. So they, a lot of them will go down in the key and be pulling up and then hurrying past it instead of just taking that shot or they'll just run down and shoot a three and, and then run back. And instead of um, getting that rebound to, for a second chance or a third, or they're just not. Inconsistency is probably the yes, word that yes, we want to use there. Exactly. You know, that's we're exactly. not, we're not seeing consistent possessions, mm -hmm. consistent outcomes, uh, which a lot of time comes with more practice, more, more game time together as a team. Yes. You start to see that when you, when you get the reads and knowing where your teammate is going to be. Um, but, mm -hmm. but inconsistency is something that uh, has, has uh, uh, doomed many a basketball program over the years. John King, do you have any questions for Brooke tonight? Yeah, so Brooke, I just wanted to ask, like you know, kind of kind of going into the season, I think, I think that um, hopes were pretty high for some improvement in the team. Um, what, what, like, what were what were your goals um, for the team going into the season, um, and 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 do you think they're being met so far? Biggest thing is turnovers. And it, I hate to say it, but they kind of seem the same. Their turnovers and it, really the turnovers, honestly. And shooting has been an issue before where it's, like I said, the one person hitting every shot and nobody else can hit a shot. The turnovers are at the wrong time. And that's something that's been with every single team, every single season. And I was hoping that would cut down, but it, and they, let me, I guess they haven't had as many bad turn. Well, the other teams have kind of had the same amount of turnovers that they've had. So it's not that it's there at 50 turnovers compared to 10, but it's the, they're getting some momentum and they'll run down and throw it in right at their other, the other team or, and kill that momentum or second chances. They'll, They'll hit a nice three. It seems like the momentum's changing, 
they'll run down and the other team will run right through them and get an open layup. It's, it's kind of the same thing every single season. And it, it seems to be the same this season also. Some context to that, the Wildcats are averaging 21.7 turnovers per game with a negative seven turnover margin to their opponents. So there is a disparity there uh, where we're giving the ball away more than, than we're taking the ball away. Um, and our assist-to-turnover ratio is below 0.5. So um, we want to get the, those assists up as well. Um, from our, our illustrious host, uh, Colby Peterson, he had this question for you. BSU crashed the offensive boards on the Wildcats on Sunday. Do you think that is going to change throughout the season, or is that going to be a constant issue and somewhere where uh, opposing teams will focus against the Wildcats? I hope so, because I, I'm hoping with Emma and then with Kayla, I hope she comes back. And um, just with that height, I hope that they can insert themselves. And Jaden, Jaden's really good at the offensive, re- the rebounding. And so I'm hoping with their height, they'll – as the season gets going, they'll be more aggressive in getting those rebounds. So. (laughs) I've got another question for you real quick. So we kind of talked about it as a group. I don't think you joined us for that show, but we talked a little bit about what we were hoping as, as far as a record goes from this team this season. So for you, what do you think would be a realistic and acceptable goal for this team in the win column at the end of the season? So looking back or looking forward to the end of the season, how many wins do you hope that this team can realistically get? About how many games are they going to be playing this year or season? Is 20 conference games. And then I, I forget how many out of conference. I and that's, I mean, that's all assuming that everything plays out with the virus yeah. and everything. So. I want to say, I don't know, maybe like 10 wins, get around 50%, maybe. I'm even just a couple wins. I hate to say that, but just a few more wins than last year. I feel will be progress. And then we can work that up with, you know, with Valeda's um, time at Weber, because I know with Beth Ann, there was you know, three years of no conference wins. So I always measure stuff kind of based off of that time. Like if we get a couple wins each season and grow, like expand the season or the wins, I feel like it's a decent, decent season. So the Lady Wildcats have one more non-conference game against Pacific on December 15th. That's Tuesday night, uh, probably playing before this episode will drop. And then we're right in this weekend to conference play against Portland State on Friday and Sunday, home at the Purple Palace. Brooke Minnick, thank you so much for coming to join us on Weber State Weekly. We loved having you a part of the show and uh, thankful for your insights uh, to our women's uh, basketball team. And uh, we wish you the best and wish the team the best as they begin their conference slate this weekend. Yeah, perfect. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks to Brooke Minnick for her time on the women women's basketball team. We now bring in uh, a preview for a preview of the uh, upcoming game against the hated Aggies. Uh, USU uh, sports journalist, Herald Journal sports editor, Sean Harrison, uh, coming to us from Logan tonight. Uh, thank you, Sean, for joining us here on Weber State Weekly. You bet. It's good to have, good to be on. Thanks for, thanks for inviting me on. So uh, we see the Aggies coming in uh, as we record this, they're one in three on the season. Uh, they obviously lost a, a big player in Sam Merrill to the NBA uh, from last year's Mountain West Conference uh, tournament title team. Um, so we wanted to know to start off who's filling in that role 
of uh, filling in uh, the shoes of, of Sam Merrill? Well, those are, those are really big shoes to fill. Um, I don't know if they've really found anybody to fill those shoes exactly. Uh, they've been using a couple of different guys. Marco Anthony, uh, a guy that transferred from Virginia and sat out last year. He's been basically running the point, which is what Sam kind of turned into at the end of last year. Um, as far as the shooting guard, it's, it's a, a true freshman from Montana, two-time Gatorade player of the year in Montana, uh, Roly Worster. And uh, people better get used to his name because he is really making a splash um, as a true freshman, making a few mistakes here and there, but uh, has, has been doing really well. So I would say it's kind of become a hybrid. Uh, those two guys are kind of both trying to fill his shoes, really. But, uh, both those guys are starting right now. Marco Anthony Moore at the point guard and really Worcester Moore at the, the shooting guard, um, both averaging in double figures. So I guess they're kind of carrying the point load that, that Sam had, but they, they're not hitting shots when they really, when the Aggies really need them to so far. They're not hitting game shots, I guess, like we're used to. All right. So USO, USU has had a rough go this far as we mentioned, they're one and three. Um, they've played some tough teams. What do you think the team has learned on the season so far? Well, I think they've learned uh, how much they are going to miss Sam Merrill this year, first of all. Um, but sure. I think that, that probably, the, probably the biggest thing is uh, um, they've just got to cut down on turnovers. They've had some untimely turnovers, and they just go through some scoring droughts. Um, and all three of their losses, they've had uh, stretches where I, I don't know if it's somebody that's just not willing to take the shot when they need to, but they've, they've forced up some shots when the shot clock runs down. And uh, I, think, I just think they need to run the offense a little more smoother and, uh, and not get in a panicky mode. Um, but they, you know, they, they had their chances against BYU on Saturday night. I mean, they had, you know, BYU had some long scoring droughts and they just didn't take advantage of that. But yeah, they just need to get, they just need to get some guys that uh, have a little more confidence. Uh, the, the freshman, uh, Roly Worcester has been probably the most confident guy out of all of them, which has been a little bit surprising. Hey, Sean, uh, John, John King here. Um, one question for you, I was, I was looking at the Aggie statistics, um, uh, this afternoon. And I think the biggest thing that kind of struck me was, is that they're only shooting 40% from the field and 29% from beyond the arc. Was that, was, was that something that was expected like coming into this year or are, you know, do they do, does Utah state have shooters that just haven't shot very well so far? What's kind of gone into that so far this season? Yeah. I, I think it's a little bit of, uh, I think they would expect to shoot better than that. Um, they don't really have, they have the three point threats with, uh, with Brock Miller is a kid that gets hot. Um, but he's had this tendency to, to have games where he's not hot. Um, so the three point shooting has kind of been something that's really, really sticks out to me. Um, as far as the, the overall shooting percentage, I think they've missed a lot of, they've missed a lot of layups. That's probably been a huge surprise. Uh, with a guy like Nemesh Keda, I always pronounce his name wrong. Uh, Nemesh Keda, he he missed a ton of shots the other night against BYU. Now they they were really physical with him, and that's something that I think teams are going to really know they need to do with him is be physical with him. Um, but they've missed a lot of just shots around the rim, and not all him. It's not all been him. Um, Justin Beans missed some shots. He's more usually better better finisher around the rim. Uh, and the guards have missed some, some drives where, where teams were being a little bit more physical. And I think that's one thing I've noticed is teams have been a little bit more physical with them and they haven't really responded. Whereas I don't know if it was just a factor of Sam Merrill being there. And, you know, and we talked a lot about Sam, but there was a Diogo Brito, um, a guy that didn't start, but came off the bench was a big contributor for him. 
played all four years here. And then Abel Porter, a guy that transferred and left, um, played, you know, was here for four years as well, redshirted one of those years. Uh, they lose, lose a lot of confidence and, uh, and guys that can really finish, I guess, around the basket. And they just haven't been finishing. That's, that's their main problem with their shooting percentage is just not finishing around the basket. Brito had some big games against the Wildcats in the last couple of years. Yeah. So, so Sean, a um, couple of questions here. So one, uh, Weber state fans, I, 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 I think, I think we I consider think like the, Weber state. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here I'll, I'll jump in here. So Sean, a couple of questions for me. Um, I think the Weber state fans very much enjoy the in-state games. I think we look forward to those um, almost as much as we look forward to playing the upper echelon games against the big sky schools, Montana, Montana state, you know, Eastern Washington, things like that. Um, how does USU and USU fans view the, the in-state games that, that we all seem to play every year, except for the university of Utah, who doesn't want to participate. Yeah. I think they love them. Um, they, you know, yeah, the University of Utah. We can we can spend a whole <laughs> evening talking about them, but but they, yeah, I think they really love them, and and uh, they get up for them. The, the fans, um, whether it's Weber State, um, obviously BYU. I think everybody in the whole state gets up for BYU. But you know, they've they've uh, you know, the Utah State's played Southern Utah. They've played Utah Valley. Um, they're going to play Dixie State this year. Um, but they they enjoy that, and I think that's something. I know this this coaching staff. I'm still kind of getting used to them a little bit. I know this is their third year. But previous coaching staffs, they, that was a high importance. It was, it was playing in-state games, recruiting in-state kids. Um, you know, this coaching staff has inherited some kids from Utah that are on the roster. They haven't really recruited too many or haven't really gone after too many. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes because I think that's important too. And I think that feeds into the rivalry. A lot of these guys grow up knowing each other, having played against each other in high school. And, uh, but yeah, I, I personally think it's a, it's a huge thing. It's something that needs to go on, needs to happen. And I, and I hope that the, the coaches can continue to work out deals and, and, and play these games. Yeah, we, we were always firm believers that the Beehive Classic was a very good thing. I, I think personally that they formatted it incorrectly and, and that it should May be it a rest bit more peace. of Right. It should have been more of a traditional tournament. Um, but you mentioned recruiting, so I'll hit on that real quick. We, we of course, have a lot of um, our other cohorts in the Big Sky Podcast Network. Um, it's really tough to pull a kid out of Montana, like – Montana kids don't tend to leave the state. So how in the world did Utah State pull Raleigh Worcester out of Missoula, Montana? That's that's pretty impressive. I think they, they got him. I can't remember exactly which game it was. It might have been San Diego State. He came on one of his visits when he was down here. He was at one of those big, huge games. Saw the spectrum, you know, 10,000 plus rocking. And I think nothing, you know, nothing against Montana or Montana State. But I think that he, I think that played a big part in, in convincing him, like, this was going to be fun to be down here. I don't know if they made, you know, they don't, they don't make, you know, they make lots of promises, I guess. I don't think they, I was surprised. I haven't got a chance. I have, normally I get to go to some practices. I, they have a, some scrimmages. They even let me in to watch. I haven't got to see anything this year. So, you know, I'm as surprised, surprised as anybody that he's starting and then he's playing this well. The coach is talking to them um, through, uh, you know, Zoom meetings or whatever we've had. Uh, they aren't, they keep saying they're not surprised. So but as far as getting him here, I think part of it, you know, just getting him in front of the, coming to a game. A lot of these kids, when I talk to them, why did you choose Utah state? They come to a game and they see the, the, you know, 4,500, 5,000 students that show up for the, some of these big games, you know, they don't show up for every game, but they show up for the in-state games. They show up for the San Diego States. 
They show up for them when they play Nevada, some of these big Mountain West games. And when that place is rocking, it's pretty impressive. So I, I think that's a big part of it. I, I, I went to the Spectrum for the first time last year when they played Weber State, and it's enjoyable. It, it's it's yeah. trying to be as objective as I can, even though we lost by like 80. <laughs> you know, it, it's a very enjoyable atmosphere and something that any any school could aspire to. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a place that, um, yeah. I mean, even when they, even when they lose, I think the fans, the fans here really enjoy basketball. They enjoy good basketball. They enjoy good games. Obviously they enjoy kicking the crap out of people, but close games. They've had some really tight nail biters against BYU, against San Diego state, against Nevada. They enjoy good basketball here. I'm going to so date myself the, here, but my oh, first gosh, game no. in the Spectrum, sorry, AC, and we can cut this out, but my first game in the Spectrum was uh, a Con Smith game uh, way back in the day. Oh, that does date yourself. I've been around that long myself, so I'm, I'm well aware. So there's a, there's a pretty big spotlight on the two-guard position at Utah State. They've had J.C. Carroll. They've had Sam Merrill both fairly recently, but – in this game against Weber State, I think the spotlight is going to shift a little bit more to the center position. And that's because I think there's a lot of question marks surrounding Weber State. But from Utah State's perspective, they have Kada, who a lot of people think is an NBA prospect. And so I'm curious to know from your perspective, what does he bring to this Utah State team? Um, well, first of all, you know, his size and he has. Believe it or not, he's put on a little bit of weight. He's bulked up a little bit over the summer. Over he stuck around here. He's one of the few guys that did not go home this 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 summer at all. Uh, I think part of it was he was worried about getting back here. Some of the foreign kids had a hard time getting back, and he just worked out. And you can see you can see it. I mean, when I, the, the couple of times I've seen him now in games and the ones I've seen on TV, he's a little more defined. He's put on a little bit, bit of muscle. Um, I don't know. The BYU game was kind of discouraging because he didn't shoot really well. He had some opportunities around the basket. Uh, I think he's kind of tried to broaden his game out. He's got, he's added some jumpers. He's added some hooks, hook shots. Um, everybody says he's an NBA guy and I'm, I'm sure his size will really help him there. I don't know if he's really ready yet still. You know, I, I thought for sure after that freshman year, he needed to come back last year. He just was hobbled so much. I think he was, even when he was cleared after his injury, he was kind of tentative at times. But so far this year, I mean, every game he's led him in scoring and re he's almost averaging a double-double. Um, oh, yeah, he didn't lead him in scoring against Northern Iowa, but he's up there in double figures. Um, he's become – and they, they, they make no qualms about it. They are going to get the ball to him, and he's going to put up shots. I mean, he attempted 18 shots against BYU and uh, I think 11 free throws. I don't know. I can't remember the free throws. Um, quite a few free throws, um, nine free throws. So he's getting fouled a lot. People are being rough with him. Um, he's had some games where he shot the ball really well from the free throw line and some games where he hasn't. And uh, I just think he's got to improve on his shot. So Sean, I'm, I'm, we're going to wrap up here with you with just a couple more questions. Um, and, and basically it's strengths and weaknesses. Okay. What's, what's the strength of this Aggie team and what does Weber, what's the weakness that Weber can exploit if they want to beat the Aggies? I think the strengths we have to go with, with Kata, you know, inside, Justin Bean, which we haven't really talked about very much. Um, he's a, he's a veteran guy. He's been around for a couple of years. Last year, he really kind of you know, came onto the scene with averaging a double, double for the season. His rebounds are a little bit down this year. Uh, I think mainly because Kate is so healthy and Kate has been getting a lot of the boards and, and Marco Anthony's a guy that's actually for a guard has been getting a lot of rebounds, but I think their strength is their inside. Um, Kate and Bean, those guys have, you know, just been 
they're really strong and they're really tough inside. Um, I still think they're guard play. Those guys have got to tighten up things. They get a little out of control at times. Um, they've forced some shots at times, um, had little turnover problems. So when, 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 you know, I, Weber State, I haven't had a chance to really study them that much. I'll be honest coming into this, but I know traditionally Weber State's had good guards. They've had good guard play. And if those guys can get up in and bother and bother, you know, the Utah State guards, that's that's a good opportunity for them right there, because I think those guys are still learning their way, so to speak. So perimeter defense then is, is going to be a key. Yeah. OK. Oh, for sure. Well. Sean Harrison, sports editor for the Herald Journal. We thank you for coming on uh, to preview the Saturday's game between the Wildcats and the Aggies. Uh, 12 or pardon me, a two o'clock tip at the Purple Palace. Uh, You can see it locally on KJAZ or Pluto TV. If you're a Weber State fan, you could hear it on 1031 The Wave. Sean Harrison, thank you so much. We appreciate your time joining us tonight. All right. Our thanks to all of our guests tonight on Weber State Weekly. IB, Isaiah Brown, senior guard from the men's basketball team, Brooke Minnick, and uh, Herald Journal sports editor Sean Harrison for joining us tonight. Uh, a great program, and we appreciate uh, everybody coming on with us. Uh, looking forward to the week ahead. We've got some games and some events for basketball on Saturday, December 12th, men's basketball versus Utah State, uh, 2 p.m. tilt at the Purple Palace. Uh, you can find that on Pluto TV or KJAZ locally. And 1031 The Wave to listen to Steve Klauke, the voice of the Wildcats, call that one. Uh, on Saturday afternoon. On Tuesday, uh, December 15th, we've got women's basketball beginning their uh, conference season, uh, or pardon me, with their last non-conference game of the year with Pacific at 4 p.m. on Pluto TV. And then on Friday, uh, beginning the conference season uh, for both men's and women's basketball, uh, the women play Portland State at home at 4 p.m. on Pluto TV, and the men are on the road at Portland State at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, Pluto TV and 103.1 The Wave to join the Wildcats. Uh, As always, you can find us at WeberStateWeekly.com, on Facebook at Weber State Weekly, uh, and at Weber State Weekly on the Twitter and Instagram. That's the best, Twitter's the best place to join us uh, and engage in the discussion and bring all your Wildcat fans to join us here on Weber State Weekly. Uh, We miss our host, Colby Peterson. Uh, Get well soon, buddy, and he'll be back in the saddle next week. But for now, uh, as we end the show always, Weber State, Weber State, Great. 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 Go no. Wildcats. Uh...